0: Hey, it's Matt Schrader from Score the Podcast. Here's a little bonus conversation we had with this week's guest, Tina Guo, about Wonder Woman, Hans Zimmer, and bringing the metal sound to classical music. Enjoy. So things have really progressed, and now we're talking about Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman theme. Yes, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Hans said, I was reading, or I think I saw an interview with Hans, and he said he was really struggling when he was creating the theme, and then you came to mind and he said, Tina's so elegant, but once she grabs her cello, or he ca- he calls it your sword, uh-huh. uh, you, you're you transformed. You become the Wonder Woman. Is that is that pretty inspiring to know that you're almost like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, <laughs> one, the real Wonder Woman back there? Um, I'm flattered, for sure. Uh, I, do, I feel like in real life, I'm like a really big dork slash nerd, you know? But with the cello, it, it is like a... a I don't know, I guess it's, it's almost like not acting because it is a part of myself, but it's a part of myself that I don't let out in normal day to day life, probably because it's inappropriate, you know, or just <laughs> too extreme or too dramatic, melodramatic. Um, but yeah, it really gives you an opportunity to really be free, you know, and to, I don't know, just be as wild and crazy and expressive as you want, because, you know, you're performing and it's okay, you know, everything's okay.
1: Was there a transitional moment where you felt, here you are, of course, growing up learning the cello Mm -hmm. and playing and playing fairly reserved, I would imagine, in the repertoire of cello pieces. Was there a moment where the metal thing or the soloist or even just being the front woman of a band suddenly started to appeal to you as, I'm going to break free of what's expected as a cellist?
0: I I think... You know, they always say nature versus nurture. And for, for me, I think that part of me was definitely in my nature. Because I remember from a very young age, I always, okay, this is slightly off topic, but not really, because it kind of, you know, applies to it. But um, so my grandparents, my mother's parents raised me in China and Shanghai for the first five years of my life mm. because both of my parents are classical musicians. And at that time, they were very lucky to have been like scouted um, in China for classical music and they were given scholarships to study in America, but they couldn't bring me. So like they just had me and they both went to the heart school of Music in Connecticut and then uh, I was l- not left behind but you know they had to uh, leave me in China for a little bit um, and my grandmother told me uh, semi-recently she's like yeah we were really worried about you as a as a little girl because they would get calls from the preschool saying that I was the gang leader of all the worst uh, they're all boys like the <laughs> worst boys and I would like I was also really overweight because I ate too much when I came to America at age five I was 80 pounds over mm. 80 pounds so I was like a round ball you know as <laughs> wide as I was tall, <laughs> and I was standing there with my arms crossed and like, oh, I'm the gang leader of these Chinese boys, you know, so um, not that that has anything to do with, like, performing on stage but I think I always, there's a part of me that always wanted to have some kind of, I'm just going to be honest now, like, power, you know, or like, Wonder or, or to be, yeah, or to, or to <laughs> be, like, respected, maybe. Um, and so I think you know, And then after I moved to America, my parents are super, super conservative, um, and they are both classical music teachers, and so I was forced, really forced to practice for eight hours a day, every day. From, where? Uh, where, uh, well, we- In Connecticut? Uh, yes, in Connecticut, starting yeah. in Connecticut. Um, I didn't start the cello until a little bit later, until I was seven, uh, and so I started playing the piano and then the violin and the cello, um, but it was a very, very conservative, conservative household. I wasn't allowed to listen to different types of music, so it was very, very classically minded. Um, and also just in lifestyle, you know, everything was very conservative. And I think I always wanted to, I struggled to, I wanted to break free. Um, and so the very first, uh, album that I heard that wasn't classical that I sneaked into the house, I was in seventh grade in middle school and I would like, uh, hang out with this. Kid named Luke. He was like this like blend between a goth and a nerd. So he had like Gerd. long <laughs> he had like long black hair and like really thick Coke bottle glasses, you know? So it's like kind of nerdy. And then he would wear black lipstick, which I thought was so cool. I'm like, oh my God, he's so weird. I love it. I want to be weird too, but I wasn't allowed <laughs> to be weird, you know? So I had to look normal. Um, I remember I, I somewhere, somewhere I found this clip-on earring that I would like, I attach this mini keyring to. I'm totally serious right now. So it kind of looks like a nose ring and I would like bring it in my backpack. And like put it on when I got to school. I'm like, Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) I'm cool too. I'm a god. Uh, And so one day he's like, Have you heard of Marilyn Manson? I'm like, Marilyn? What? No. And so he let me borrow the C D. And I had this really old boom box in my room and I, I put the volume all the way down to like barely one so that no one outside the room could hear it. <laughs> and I turn on it was uh I mean I think what was the first it was Antichrist Superstar, so mm-hmm. whatever the first was track. The beautiful was on people. There, the beautiful people. That oh, was like a yeah. huge back oh my gosh. And I had my Great ear track. Yeah, my ear like right up to the right up to the speaker and I go, The beat of a baby You know, trying to be <laughs> trying to be metal. And I think that was when it first started and that was very early. I was maybe twelve or thirteen. Um but for a long time there's a lot of repressed Everything, basically, everything was repressed. And uh, at that time, you know, I was playing concertos, doing all the competitions, and I was performing with orchestras. And so it was kind of a Jacqueline Hyde, you know, hiding the other, the other side. Um, so it wasn't until I went to college at USC uh, and I was you know i was also wasn't allowed on the internet the internet had been invented Uh, i think i was maybe in an end of elementary school middle school they were um aol was like mailing out those you know cds (laughs) and And you would get really excited if like one page loaded in five minutes um so but even with that I, i wasn't allowed on the internet so really when i got to college in 2004 at usc um i was studying classical cello but it was the first time in my life that i was able to have, you know, to be exposed to videos to YouTube, which was in the very early stages of YouTube. So there weren't that many videos, but I started watching uh, guitar player videos. Ying Wei Malmsteen was like the first guitar player. And I, I at that time, because my musical vocabulary was very limited to like classical music only. Um, and so he, I could kind of relate to it because his playing is very neoclassical. You know, like mm. it just sounds classical, but played really fast and with like a backbeat, you know, with the drums. So um, I checked him out and then like Steve Vai and all those guys. And I would try to like understand because I'd never improvised. I'm like, what are they playing? Like the the scale patterns are different. And, um, and I was just obsessively for hours after practicing classical stuff for hours. I would just try to like finger along on the cello and try to figure out what it is that they're doing. So it was really years of experimentation and then like, you know, buying an electric cello and then practicing with that. Were your parents happy about this no, transformation? absolutely <laughs> not. Oh my goodness. So this video, the Queen Bee video that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you know, I can't wait to see. Thank you. But after my parents saw that, they were so angry. They actually I think they might have called me screaming. And then they were like, What are you doing? You've brought shame upon the family. Uh, And then all of our students are going to quit. Like it was just really dramatic. But obviously that didn't happen. Um and now I think I think I might have like converted them slightly the other way into being a little bit more open. Um after they've seen that, you know. I haven't crashed actually,
1: in Actually, your parents so. have been listening to death metal for the last few weeks. <laughs> I know they've Marilyn Manson. Right. <laughs> What's really amazing is, of course, classical musicians often are amazed by the whole area of improvisation. Mm-hmm. It's foreign to them when you sit down at a piano and you kind of make it up on the spot. Right. And sometimes they just can't make the transition. So was there a moment, was it those videos that you actually realized you could wail and shred yeah. and be inventive without a piece of music in front of you.
0: Well, you know, originally classical music was like popular music and all the soloists back in the day when classical music was alive and being created at the time, all the soloists, they wrote their own cadenzas, they did their, so it was a part of the, and Mozart was known for improvising like, like I guess variations on a the theme, but, you know, just improvising it. And so, um, I, I also, I did like compose music when I was younger. I would write music on the piano and the cello. So I think creating music was always there, but hmm just not not in a non-classical style so I wrote lots of like you know piano pieces and like cello quartets and cello duets and stuff like that um so it, for me it was more about like learning and understanding the tonal structure and the structure of like music that wasn't classical um and again it's like when people do ask me like how do you improvise you just have to practice you know you put on songs from every different genre and you just randomly try to play on top of it and see what fits and I think after many many hours and like years you know of, do, of doing it it just Becomes easier just like anything else, you know? Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And thanks for telling a friend about the show and helping us continue to grow.